Howdy, friend. Welcome to Homegrown. I'm your host, R.P. Smith. Since I used the poem that I usually use for my Father's Day program a month ago to celebrate the birth of our granddaughter, Lucy Elizabeth, I need to stray from the Father's Day tradition. I'm planning to stop by and see Dad some today on my way to Grand Island to speak at an event there. Dad's living in a care home in Kearney. It's hard to believe it's been seven years since the brain injury that was happened due to a livestock accident. For the most part, Dad's fairly content. The days that he knows he's not on the ranch are the toughest. I know that our father-son relationship was not the only one that seemed to have more than its share of rough spots. And maybe the biggest miracle in our working together for as many years as we did was that someone didn't get hurt sooner rather than later. As silly as it may seem, cutting corners in order to get a job done a little quicker too often seems the standard procedure in the ranching business. But if everybody makes it through, it makes for some great stories later on. I probably don't need to tell you that Dad's version of this story that I'm going to share this morning, which is, was legendary at radio board meetings and grange gatherings, was a little different than mine. But my version does have a better rhyme pattern. Let's cool off a little this Father's Day morning with one that I call Song of the System. It was not done for sport or fun, this daring tale of father and son that strikes fear in the heart of brave men and women. The day Pa and I went sister swimming. We had set a tank neath the windmill bank, a long, hard day in the clay we sank. Great minds think alike, weak ones too. Both cowboys knew what they needed to do. I had shut off a valve I hadn't told Dad he hadn't asked, and things turned bad. To slow the flow was on his list, Dad also gave the handle a twist. Two heads are usually better than one, but two sets of hands can mess up the fun. To the breaking point or which were drawn when we went to turn the water on. The valve of which I speak is at the cistern bottom under twenty feet of pipe and troubles now we've got em. Prongs went through a handle. Now we're twisted free. I was accusing Dad, and he was reprimanding me. But reasons that our troubles were so hard to annul, that cistern was totally, completely, absolutely full. The prongs were straightened out, and we did our best to cope as we passed the merry hour with a game of poke and hope. But Lady Luck was not smiling. We were both too peeved to pray. The sun would soon be setting, there was no time to delay. Evening chores were needed tended and water was required when Dad hatched out a plan that he thought might be inspired. That cistern is only twenty feet deep or so. How tough could it be for one of us to go directly to the bottom and turn that valve back on? The edict had been issued from the upper echelon. Since I was young and single, except for not my new bride, being a pioneer of cistern surfing would bring my family pride. It would be like climbing Everest, except I'd go the other way. A rope and a cinder block helped put the plan in play. The rope was tied to me in case my life was spent, and the cinder block I held to aid in my descent. Dad would count the seconds off his watch they would tick, and I had a sinking feeling for you see, I'm claustrophobic. 
If you care not for culverts or closets, it is a sure safe bet when that space is filled with fluids, it intensifies the threat. I was somewhere near the bottom when my descent began to slow and it came on me like a vision that it was time for letting go. I dropped the cinder block, shot out like a cork from cheap champagne, hit the ground a-running and took no time to explain I could hear a higher calling over my earthly father's roar. Jesus had commanded me, to go and swim no more. I can't send a boy to do a man's job. I agreed that Dad was right, though I was pretty skinny. That cylinder was way too tight. He questioned my genetics. He questioned my human worth. He said, I'll show you how it's done and bared his blubbery girth. I meant no disrespect, but me, he would nearly clobber when I said, I'll fetch more cylinder blocks because we've got a bigger bobber. Two more blocks were rounded up, tied together with the strap, a rope through his belt loop to prevent any mishap. This time I would count the seconds and I would watch the clock. On the other side of his plan and it, I would take stock. A miniature tsunami erupted when Papa took the plunge. Bubbles came to the surface like squeezing out a sponge. Thirteen seconds had elapsed when Dad did reappear. Unplanned circumstances had brought him right back here. He had made it to the bottom, and he had the shot off found. But when he dropped his anchor, he quickly did rebound, and he'd need a pair of pliers. This kind of made him squawk. The handle had been broken off by a fallen cinder block. This time we used a windmill weight because we were out of bricks, tied a rope for easy retrieval as we put in our final lifts. Third time could have been a charm, but that's not the way it went. Dad did earn some points for being resilient. I think I probably might have gotten it, he confidently stated as we went to hauling water to pass the time while we waited. My story ends right there. Our troubles had no easy cure. And if you're looking for a moral of that, I am not sure. But the winds of change were blowing. And friend, I'm here to tell. That's why the Pinecrest cattle now drink from an electric-powered well. Thanks for riding along on Homegrown this morning. I want to extend another invitation to any young rodeo hands or the relatives of any young rodeo hands to get them signed up for the Mason City, Nebraska Rodeo Bible Camp starting Monday, June 24th. Please contact Don Shot at Comstock, Nebraska at 308 628-4198 or myself at the homegrown website rpsmith.us hoping that the Lord blesses you real good today and that our happy trails cross again soon I'm R.P. Smith